CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Hi guys, my name is Tamika Newhouse, and I am the creator of Trace and Tamika, my memoir podcast. Please tune into season three, streaming on all platforms, including YouTube, right now. And action! Hello, everyone. Y'all, uh, excuse the ghetto opening, but my name is Tamika Newhouse. I'm joined by my good friend Kimberly Jones and my daughter over here at the end, Miss Deja Newhouse. And you guys are tuning to Trace Zamika season three as I continue my journey through healing. Yes. Well, I'm so excited to be here with you ladies today to be able to moderate this conversation Me. between the two of you. I think this is going to be very healing, not only for the two of you, but for the viewers and the listeners. Because yeah. it's nothing like feeling like you're not the only person in the world when you hear a story. So let's just jump on right let's in. Jump on in. Yeah. I, I'm ready. They, yeah. You better glad you sitting over there. <laughs> That's, That's why I, I was like, let me sit in the middle. <laughs> me, this the mediator seat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but before we do that, because they know all about you, Tamika. They know they've watched season ah, one, so she gets season two, first. season three. Yes. <laughs> so just we just want Deja to give us a little introduction. Tell us like what are your hobbies, what kind of things you're into, just real quick. Okay. Uh so I'm Deja, obviously. <laughs> um, I'm into all different types of things, like the arts, writing, and stuff like that. More so poetry. How oh, do you get that from? <laughs> <laughs> More so poetry than anything. Uh, songwriting. Um, of course, I'm, I'm into music. I love music. Um, for me, music has no language, so I listen to all different types. Uh, mostly Korean music, KR&B. Love KR&B. Um, and I'm actually learning Korean and every now and then Mandarin, but, uh, yeah, that's a little bit about me. Not too much. Not too exciting. That's, that's <laughs> really excited. That's really excited. And it sounds <laughs> like you're like super creative, you know, and that makes sense since your mother is super creative. So what is one of your happiest memories with your mother growing up? Oh, okay. Let me think. <laughs> Let me think. Yeah, let me think. <laughs> <laughs> um, happiest memories. Let me think. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's a lot. Okay, I'm trying to think. It's on the spot. Um, yeah, you were talking for. <laughs> <laughs> 
everybody got to dig through archives hey, you and But you can't give the audience a bunch of what? dead air. They need an answer. I, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to definitely edit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's a script. It's a quest you got to go through memories and like stuff and stuff like that. It doesn't have to be um, your favorite, just one of the ones that okay, you remember well, well. Okay. Well, uh, one thing that did come up, like, this first thing that popped up, I think, um, this was like a long time ago. It was my birthday. Um, I think I was turning 11. Mm-hmm. Um, and my aunt was living with us at the time, mm-hmm. and she was still in a wheelchair. And so, uh, my birthday's in October, actually just passed, and so my birthday's late. So my birthday would be during the school year. Uh, so I would always go to school during my birthday. So when I was getting ready, they woke me up. It's like 6 o'clock in the morning. They woke me up. Um, and I went to the bathroom, did my business, like brushed my teeth. I opened the door, and on the floor is a Generation 1 Claudine from Monster High. I was like, oh, shoot. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> So, so I pick it up and I go back to my room to get dressed and I see like a whole bunch of stuff on my bed, right? So I'm like, oh shoot, it's crazy, right? <laughs> and so I forgot who asked me if I had been downstairs yet, but I was like, no, nah, I ain't been downstairs. So I go downstairs, I'm like, oh shoot, there's even more. And it was like a, a whole bunch of Hello Kitty, I think. It was like a Hello Kitty scarf and some glasses. Um, I think I got a brush. Um. It was a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, so when I got dressed, um, we wore uniforms at the school. So I got dressed and I put on my glasses, even though I couldn't see. <laughs> I put on my glasses. They were not prescriptive. They were just fresh. I couldn't see, but I put them on. And I put on my scarf. And like I wore them up the day. Um, and I remember this girl that used to bully me came up to me. And she was like, I like your outfit. Uh, and I was like, thanks. Okay. <laughs> I don't like you. You like, but clearly my drip is winning, right? right. Yeah. Because the, when, the ha- yeah. when the hater, when the hater had to compliment, compliment you, your drip is dripping. Right. The win. So uh, I got picked win. up. Yeah. <laughs> I just got picked up from school early that day, um, and I think we we're like didn't even make it out the parking lot when we decided to start dancing. We started dancing. You and your mom. Yeah. My mom. And my aunt, and I think we had picked up Junior too, at the time me and Junior were still going to elementary school together. Uh-huh. So it was Junior, I think so too, and we just had to dance in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. And I think that year we also went to Florida, because we used to go to Florida for my mm-hmm. birthday every year. And so we had went down to Florida, and I think we had went to uh, Tampa to the Bush, Ga- Bush Gardens. Um, and I think my dad had flew down, because he mm-hmm. was in little Texas. Um, then I think he had, that was the year he flew down. And uh, we all went to Bush Gardens. We had a really good time. I, I love that. that. I, I love that. I now, recall. that's her favorite memory. What's one of your favorite memories of her from her coming up? Dang, I should have been preparing my answer. <laughs> <laughs> um, now I'm about to be like Deja. Uh, let's see. Oh, okay. So one of my, okay, so this is not a specific one, but this is something that Deja and June used to do. Um, it'd be like Mother's Day. <laughs> And so both of my children tend to be a little bit creative. And Deja will always make an original song or something like that. And they will always sing the original song. <laughs> I love that. So on Mother's Day, I, rem- I would remember or anticipate uh, my, you know, my annual Mother's Day song. 
Now, you know, life is about balance. There's there's good and bad. So that is, those are your fondest memories. Um, Now we're going to get into the hard stuff. All right. What is a, um, what is, what is something that happened when you were young that you feel like still affects you to this day? Like that still has an effect on you to this day? I don't want to use a word as heavy as trauma, but something that, that like, you re- you remember and you think about it and it still has an effect on it has had an effect on the one the person that you've become. Uh, okay. Um. So. Ooh, this is heavy. <laughs> this one I uh. When it comes to the conversation. I didn't bring up a lot because it was like, uh, it, it did impact me when I was younger. I am over it now because mm-hmm. it happened. We all apologized for the situation. Um, but I think someone could, you know, watch this and, and take away from it some something. I don't know what, but they could take something. Okay. Um, uh, when I was in middle school, I was like high key, like depressed. It didn't even get really bad until I got to high school. but. In middle school, I think it was like seventh, no, it was eighth grade. I was just like in my head just all the time. Um, and my uh, coping mechanism was to cut my wrist. Hmm. Yeah, so it was, a, it was a very toxic, unhealthy coping mechanism. But it was one of those things that was like, you deserve it. Yeah, in my head, it was that. Um, and I remember I had texted my friend about it. Um, it was actually a guy I had a crush on that I was texting about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like, tell your mom about it. Tell your mom about it so she can help you, you know? And it wasn't a thing where, who I want to kill myself. No, no, it wasn't that. Um, it was never a I want to kill myself thing because for me, I was like, that. That's no. Nah. At that time, it was like I believed. I still believe that you would go to hell for committing suicide. But I don't really think that anymore. But back then, uh, suicide was just nah. Not on the table was never a thought. It was just like a really bad code mechanism. So I remember I had ended up telling my mom that night. Um. And uh, we had sat down and we talked about it. She'd asked me why. Now, the reason I told her why wasn't actually the reason. Um, I told her a reason that I knew she would think it was. You told uh, her what she wanted to hear? Yes. That, or what you thought she wanted to yeah, hear? Um, that it was about my dad and like what went on him and it wasn't. It had nothing to do with him. It was just me in my head thinking I'm just stupid and ugly and all that good jazz. But I just, <laughs> that's kind of hard to say out loud, you know? Mm-hmm. So I just told her it was a situation with my dad. And my, I ain't got no, it had nothing to do with him. Um, and so nothing really got resolved that night. And then anytime 
we would watch TV together and someone would be crying. She'd be like, you know what? That's pain. That's real pain. I'm nothing about real pain. And it's just like, I'm, I'm trying to get out of my head. I'm trying to stop. And that wasn't going to help me to stop. It would just make my guiltiness feel worse. Because, mm-hmm. you know, that's a lot to, to, to process. A lot to process and, it's, and it's a lot for any parent to know that their child is cutting their wrist, you know? Yeah. I think a lot of times things get passed down generationally. And so this trope that has been passed down really to all black women, but especially certain types of black women has been about strength. Do you feel like um, this idea of like wanting her to be strong and wanting to showcase strength to her, do you feel like that's something that was passed down generationally? Or is there something that you feel like was passed down generationally that like your grandmama did it, your mama did it, now you do it, now you're seeing her do it? That's a good question because when it, how I was raised, I, I was I was raised in the church a lot, so we talked to God mm-hmm. more so than about what was going on in our head. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when things happened within the family, they will always say, "What happens in the house stays in the house." So therapy wasn't a thing. So it's not like we were talking about it, you know, to a doctor or to just someone else. Um, so for me, my approach that I wanted to take. I knew that I was a really, really strong person to handle, a really strong person to be around. And during those years when my children were a lot younger, there was a lot of chaos uh, going on that they didn't quite understand. And a lot of things that I kept from them to kind of keep a little bit more of some innocence in their life so they could just be kids. So when... When when this was happening with Deja, it it I I definitely didn't handle it in the most nurturing, soft way because that was never given to me. So it's hard to kind of be something that you, it's hard to mimic something yeah, that, you, that you never saw. Yeah. So praying was one thing for us growing up, um, and then not talking about it pretty much was the thing. But I wanted to do something different with my own children was to really show them a different life. Show them an, an, that life would be a lot easier. Mm-hmm. You can also talk to me about anything, but then also incorporating therapy um, so that there is an outlet outside of me that they can actually um, you know, reach out to. But um, I did want my children to be, well, do. I do want my children to be resilient and be strong and be um, fearless. Uh, when it comes to life. And so in that particular moment, I didn't get it. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand it mm-hmm. because there, for me, there was nothing to be that, uh, that upset, sad upset about. about. Yeah. Um, I mean, we, you have your family, you have shelter, you have health, you have uh, warmth. There are a lot of beautiful, great things to be um, you know, thankful for. And so for me in that moment, I didn't get it. And I wasn't, I didn't connect with why things were that bad and that sad. I think when we've been learning, especially black people, we've been learning in the last, maybe like the past five years, how to look at mental health. 
yeah. because we saw it as some exterior, like, oh, these things are happening. Mm -hmm. And so my depression, my sadness, my anger is all a result of this thing. I think we're learning now a lot of that is internalized. It is. And it has nothing to do with what's happening exterior that is just happening internalized. So when you when you hear your mom say that, um, I'll put ask you the same uh, question I asked her. What do you see generationally? That like when you look at your mom and what you know of your grandmother, that you feel was like, like passed down. What are some What are some traits that you feel like y'all all have that are interconnected, um, that you can see in each generation? Um, that's hard for me to say since I'm not really close with mm -hmm. my mom's side of the family, mm -hmm. so I don't really know their their traits and their mannerisms and whatnot. I can't remember their names. Oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I'm not, but what I'm, of yourself do you? Yeah. What of what of her do you see in you? Um. Uh, growing up, I saw a lot of. Uh, she wasn't very emotional, you know. So, me myself, I took pride in not being emotional. Like after that whole situation, I just like pushed those aside. Mm -hmm. So for a very long time. Um, I didn't show emotion like <laughs> they used to joke around how like my face is just like was always completely blank. Like a zombie. And then she wore black. <laughs> I ain't know what type of child was in my house. <laughs> you have a little emo phase there, Deja? No, it wasn't emo. It's just black was my favorite color. It was the easiest thing to dress up or dress down. I think y'all remember that movie, um, The Craft? Uh-huh. Days you could have been. Days you could have been part that, of that. that if I dress better, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but I was still just like an elementary schooler. In middle school. That was the thing too, though. They, so I, what I was wanting Daisy to also understand too that her feelings about herself, her parents, her self-esteem, you're not the. It's it's not an abnormal thing. A lot of almost every team mm -hmm. is going to go through that. Joe, you're going through it now. Yeah. Where where you're going, your body is changing and your voice is changing, your hair is changing. Like you're looking different every couple months because your body is forever changing. So, you're you're probably not going to like what you're seeing, mm -hmm. especially when the acne and stuff kind of comes into play. And then I mean, almost almost all of us go through an ugly duckling phase. Like mm -hmm. even I. Mm -hmm. Um, and I even in that moment, I wanted Deja to understand. Look, this is this is pretty normal. And I remember even transitioning your hair. Like, even, I knew it, even in that moment, it wasn't going to be pretty. But since we struggled with everything else, we might as well look entirely ugly and do the hair transition right now. Because in a couple of years, it's going to be blossoming, going to be beautiful. And then mm -hmm. this is going to be a thing of the past. Mm -hmm. I remember saying that to just trying to get her to understand, look, this is all temporary. Yeah. You know, it's a process to growing, to blossoming and all that. Yeah, no. And it's also just we have so much media that's attacking us yeah. every day with what the standards are, what's cool, what's, you know, and now we got all the podcasts and all that telling us every day what we should dislike about ourselves. Mm -hmm. It's hard sometimes to even the strongest person to weave through all of that yep. and find like, like peace um, in that. But, you know, to, to lend to that it it's really is our first relationships are with our parents that we reflect on. So what is something important that you wanted to instill in your daughter that you thought could, would be able to get her through all times, good times, bad times, all times? 
Well, I wanted her to uh, definitely have some a sense of a, a re resilience because I I dealt with back to back trauma ever since I was fourteen, losing people, um, dealing with toxic family, toxic marriage. It was just toxic back to back stuff, and death was like the biggest traumatic thing that I experienced. So what I really wanted my daughter, for the most part, to have was to be able to deal with any and everything that was bad, negative, dark, to be able to deal it, deal with it head on and push through it. Mm -hmm. And also to have almost like a sense of, uh, of discernment, like knowing when people are for you, when things are for you, um, knowing how to carry yourself, mm -hmm. keep yourself safe. Um, don't make yourself vulnerable and put, you put yourself in situations where you can be taken advantage of or violated. Um, just having those type of, um, that discernment and that resilience is what the, the main key characteristics that I want in Deja. Mm -hmm. What are some of the things you feel like she tried to, to, she tried to teach you that have stuck with you? Uh, I'm quite alert. Like, I'm quite alert. I can be, I can be on my phone, um, and, or like listening to music and I'm gonna know what's going on. Mm -hmm. like around me. I'm not just going to ignore the world. I know who next to me, who not, who walking up to me, who's over there, you know. Um, I got I got a knife in my pocket, like, you know. Um, and uh, aura. So uh, for a while, not just for a while, but even still, um, I don't I don't think I'm that scary. I don't, but I have people who tell me all the time that uh, they're afraid to get me mad because they don't know what I'm going to do. Someone told me that, and I was like, what? Really? And then uh, my mom used to always tell me to walk up with my head up high. You know, I used to walk with my head down all the time. I might not even realize that. Uh, so uh, I walk, like, with my head straight, and... um people be surprised and that's something I'm only like 5'3". People are like, I thought you were 5'6". They see you as bigger. Yeah. People are like, I thought you were 5'6", 5'7". I said, how? <laughs> I'm tiny. I can't even reach up to the cabinet. What are you talking about? Yeah. So, so yeah. what of that would you want to instill in your children in the future? Shoot, if I have some, I don't want none. <laughs> Shoot, I don't have fun because I'm I'm gonna get another go round. <laughs> I'm just saying. You need your granny days. I need my granny days. <laughs> I, need, I need the days of loving on children, but I'm not liable to like instill like. Right, you're not the educator. Yeah, I'm not the educator. I yeah. want to just be the, the fun one. <laughs> That's what I want to be. Uh, it's my turn. Shoot, I don't like kids. I do not like kids. Never, I didn't like kids when I was a kid. I shoot, I can't stand them. It'll, it'll change. It'll change. When I felt the same love, way when I was yeah, her age. When you yeah. fall in love, when you find someone that that wants to build a family with you, then that may change. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be here too. So I mean, I'll be up. Yeah. <laughs> she ready. She like, I'm gonna get yeah, my granddaddies, and it's gonna be it. <laughs> you know, I do. I and I just want to say that I I really like hearing what you said about. Um, the things that you took that makes that warms my heart <laughs> because to to do it though to teach it I had to be the bad guy you do know that right yeah I was the bad guy you ain't like me but I'm happy to hear that 
my hard work is not in vain <laughs> and that you are you know that you're you taking these things that i had to sometimes like get in your ass and like it instill fear so that when you out there in the world you you know you move accordingly so yeah that's good to be happy yeah, yeah. So you done established you don't want to give your mom no grandkids, but that's gonna change. Yeah, what, what it may change. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what are some of your dreams and aspirations? Like, where do you see yourself in the future? Uh, well, I want to be traveling. She done made me be like, I don't like sitting still no more. Mm. I hate, <laughs> I hate sitting still. Um, I want to be somewhere. I want, I want to be in Korea. I want to be in Japan. I want to be out there in New York. I want to be in California. Uh, I don't want to be in Florida no more. <laughs> this this too human and people are crazy. Them hur- so them hurricanes. Be in um, <laughs> them hurricanes. I want I want to go to New Orleans all the time. Um, so you want to travel? Yes, mm-hmm. I want to. Now how you gonna pay for this? I don't know. Yeah, I'll tell you when I get there. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we trying. We trying yeah. to get to that that part. We trying to get to the part where we put together a plan. Yeah. For so we can survive and stuff, so we can live, so we can function. That's what we still at. That's where Deja and I have always bumped heads with doing something. <laughs> Just, that used to be my thing, right? I hate like even today, you laying around around the house, I ain't say nothing. I don't say nothing no more, period. Because you're going to get there and I, I feel like you have to figure it out your way. And eventually it's gonna end up being my way. You just wanna just do what I say. <laughs> so, so, so what are you, what are your dreams for her? Like when you were pregnant with her to now, what is your plan? Like what do you want? What do you uh, what dreams and aspirations do you have for her? Well, to be honest, um, I saw the creativity in Deja years ago. So I wanted her, I wanted to expose her to that world. So I had internships and all that jazz kind of lined up to just expose her to that space. I want her to still do that. I want her to get around other artists to where she can be inspired, where she can learn, where she can grow. Uh, whether that's in a company where you're interning, you're working your way up, or whether you're going to a, an art school and then you're getting the experience in that way. But you do have to surround yourself around the art and around people that's doing it so that you can eventually step into that space. So that's what I want. Yeah. And you ain't doing it. <laughs> what's, your, what's your next steps towards figuring out your plans? Uh, well, right now I, I work two jobs, but on the side, I uh, am making a poetry book. Mm-hmm. Copy First of all, you ain't made no poetry book, so I that's not I even going I didn't publish one. I didn't publish a poetry book. <laughs> Excuse me. I have poetry books. I've, I've written poetry. First of all, 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 all your poetry and songs are about love. Mine are not. That's good. Mine was sometimes about adventures and stuff, but it was really She's a romance writer, though. Yeah, I'm kind of happy I'm out of that love phase. If I wasn't that phase, I wouldn't have met your daddy. I can't. I could have a child. I could not. Well, I couldn't have appeared out of nowhere, so. <laughs> you would have came. Because your name was, remember, I told you your name was Deja, even before I knew you. So you would have came. Yeah, but I would have been a completely different version of Deja. You would have been, been like a, a different universe, like in the, in the multiverse. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. You would have been still Deja. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I'm viewed in my world that's not how that works but all right. I see a lot of similarities between the two of y'all so this question is for both of y'all tell 
I just feel like because y'all have so much in common and when moms and daughters have so much in common, sometimes it's hard to see the deeper pieces where you're connected. Mm -hmm. So what is something that you both would be willing to tell each other right now? Something that you don't know about each other. Like something that you've never shared with each other. Oh, okay. Hmm, this is weird. (laughs) (laughs) A little emotional. (laughs) A little vulnerable. Um, I, I want to actually be your friends. Like I actually want to get to know oh. you on a friendly uh, on a on a friendly level because I never got the chance to to be your friend, um, and so that's honestly where I would love for our relationship to grow. I feel like we don't have any interference anymore, um, and you know who I'm talking about—that man. <laughs> Not that man. I'm dead. So I feel like now we can <laughs> blossom and 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 grow and flourish on our own without that negativity. <laughs> what's, what's something you want your mom to know that you don't think she knows but first feel free to respond to that if you'd like to oh okay uh yes yeah I want to do that okay. I want to be your friend <laughs> that sounds nice alright um <laughs> <laughs> if dating was this easy we all be married we all be married <laughs> Um, I don't know. I think I tell her everything. I don't well, you know you don't. Not right now, I do. I don't think if there was something in the past I never told you, I'd have forgot about it. But you feel open with her now. Yeah. I don't think there's anything I, I like I keep from you. When it comes to, to boys, what I'm feeling, nah. What about your home and your environment? And when you, that man bring that crazy lady around. She's no longer around. Oh, okay. Well, when she pop back up. <laughs> He's actually talking to somebody else. Is she crazy? No. Oh, okay. she's, she actually is the one that gave me that blanket for my birthday. Oh, okay. Yeah. So she's nice. Mm-hmm. I actually, uh, my hair actually got done by a friend of her daughter's who's the same age as me. She's 22. Okay. She's 22 or she's No, she's 22. Two. Okay. <laughs> Two isn't also. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, and uh, her friend likes anime. So when we meet, so Brandon, okay. Brandon came, by the way, Brandon's my uncle, the same age. I'm six months older. Don't really think about oh my it. Gosh. They ghetto twins, basically. That's what they call it, they ghetto twins. When y'all the same age, age, but like different parents or something like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And he came with he came with us. Uh, I just wanted him to get some food, but I didn't know my dad wasn't going back home. Uh, so he came with me to get my hair done. He thought he was gonna have a good time, but then we saw the anime posters, and he was like, "Ah, never mind." Oh, so, okay, so yeah. that's that's gonna be y'all y'all thing. Yeah. So uh, so she liked anime, um, and uh, we talk about weed and stuff and the anime and stuff, and then. <laughs> Uh, a friend of ours from like years ago, her name is Desiree, came popped up in the house. They were like, "What are you doing here?" Okay. And so we we was talking and we was talking and we were like, "Dang, we ain't seen you in a minute." Who was Desiree? You ain't never met her. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is a, this is like if we would hang out at Aunt Robin's place oh, and, okay. and follow Lisi around and stuff like that. Then that's who this was. Okay. Um, and then. Uh, the daughter came. Her name was Ashanti, like the singer. Okay. Uh, and she came in with snacks and weed. Was y'all smoking? Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> She's twenty. 
That, that's the auntie vibes. I'm like, she 20. Right, 20. Okay. <laughs> well, this is nice. This is this is nice then yeah. that these folks is nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so we was good. Brandon blacked out. It was hilarious. Oh my god, oh, Lord. We you tell us too much. Yeah, you tell us too much. Next, next question. Side <laughs> <laughs> Brayden, we gonna put you out there. No, he good. It was funny, <laughs> you know. Um, the hair got done, and uh. And our home life is, is, is fun. It's cool. It's, it's cool. cool. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to bring it back to y'all because we're going to leave that man where he at. <laughs> oh. Right. Oh, oh, right. I can't. What is, so I know you said you want to be her friend and you said that you are open to that. This question is to both of y'all. What does your ideal mother and daughter relationship, what does that look like to you? Oh, um... Well, honestly, because I do move around a lot, I do see us exploring different cities and things together, um, discussing uh, life and projects and relationships and all of that. And um, I actually, in a perfect world, you calling me or texting me when you going out with friends or or when you at this place where so I can be like, okay, do that, don't do this, <laughs> go there, don't go there. <laughs> Um, don't accept that drink. And then maybe you send me a picture of a guy and like, eh, no, he ain't the one. I just want you to, you know, tell me all the stuff so I can filter it. <laughs> you really are ready for the friend phase. Yeah. yeah. I've been ready for the friend phase, but yeah. again. There was disruption. Yes, yes. What about you? What's your idea? <laughs> yes, what, yes. Yes, yes. What's the, Because uh, <laughs> if they've watched season one and two, they know what they the disruption what is. They know on. what the disruption is. Um, what is your ideal mother and daughter relationship? Um, like I like I envision myself maybe um about to get ready to go on a date, first date, all right, and I done met this guy, um, and I call her, say, is this outfit cute or not, or is it too much or not, you know, um, and then like we on the date or whatever, and like I stop a quick picture of him. Mm -hmm. like, he cute enough, you know? Um, I, I think I did something like that. Uh, you did when you wouldn't yeah. have to eat this one dude that yeah. came into the mall. Mm-hmm. I met him at my job. I do yeah. that. And she was like, don't date no military man. I was going to date no military man anyway. Oh, he was he, just, he who shall yeah. not be named was in the military. Yeah. 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 That's um, what <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, and, um... He he was cold. We don't talk no more. Mm -hmm. We went on like two dates. It was just, uh, oh, I didn't tell you this. He didn't know boundaries. Um, I would tell him, nah, man, I'm not ready for a relationship. Nah, man, I don't want no kids. And he'd be like, oh, someone gonna do that for the culture. Uh, um, for the culture. For the culture. For the culture. But the culture is not. I'm right here. My name is. I would say I'm not. Co I'm. I'm Deja. Right. Like, what are we talking about? Right. That's a weird energy. No. Yeah, so I was weird. like, I guess I'm just here for the food then. I can't yeah. die. I'm here for food. I'm dead. Well, I'm dead. I read. I read, I told Deja that whatever dude that she end up with, bless his heart because it's gonna have. It's gonna require a lot. 
because they're getting another version of you. Yeah. Which is great because I set the tone up there. Like, honestly, like, enjoy people. Have fun with people. And then when the, when they are acting weird, call them out on it. They don't adjust and move around. No, I did. And I was like, hey, nah. But then he said, kept doing it. And I was like, I'm good. All right. <laughs> I'm going. Um, she already making better decisions than I did when I was 15, because when I was 15, I met. You shall not be named. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I wouldn't have my braiding on my demise, so. Right. That's fair. That's her cousin, her uncle. Gotcha. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. So it sounds like y'all want the same things. Y'all are starting to see things the same way. Um, but I know y'all have had some rough patches over the years. Mm-hmm. So what can y'all each tell each other that you need from the other person to graduate to this 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 dream relationship that y'all are working towards? Well, I would say this because it's gonna it's it's for me to work on, which is forgiveness because I've had to work on forgiving you for things as well as you got older. Um, but again, you had a lot of influence and manipulation. And when you are young, you don't really see these things are being said or done. But I saw it. I was upset and I was mad. And then when I decided to and we, of course we have to talk about it. So when I decided to walk away from being y'all mama on a daily basis and drop y'all off in Texas, there were things that were that were said and done that was completely just left field and just violating and disrespectful and just wrong. And it was uh, I had to work my way through um, those things and understand that you're you're the child and I'm the parent and so essentially this is almost like a one dimensional type of relationship children don't really understand that you know this is this is a, a two way relationship well it should be most relationships are two way like you give give you take you take like you both giving to each other and parenting not so much the parents are always giving and giving and giving and the children not they're taking taking take cuz they're being taken care of they you know they're your your cubs essentially and so when it came to like your prom and you not invite me to your prom when it came to your graduation and then i'm getting an invitation like 2 weeks for until you graduating to the a lot of the 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 girl it was a lot of shit a lot of bullshit that was going on. And I had to work my way through that and be like, you know what, Deja's a kid. She's in a and she's in a space where she wants to be happy. Um, and she wants to be free of the drama. And so I want you to understand that me walking away from you and your brother was not because I didn't love y'all. It's because I did love y'all. And so when I saw those messages in that phone. I knew I had to step away so that you can be happy. If I took myself out of this equation, there's no more he say, she say, or this story and that version. There's no more that being done and said to you. So I stepped away so all those things can stop and you could just be happy and figure out life and enjoy your family and things like that. And so remember, I we 
moving forward maybe a couple years later after the last situation with that person he who shall not be named i looked at you and i said look if you have a problem with me let it be because of something i did to you no more of this he say she say or what's going on between me and this me and this person let's if i did something to you talk to me about it and vice versa so that's where i'm at in my life now when it comes to you I don't want to hear about nobody else. I don't want to hear about no other drama. And all the things that was done in the interim during that time period, all is forgiven on from you. F that person. I can't. But for you. <laughs> <laughs> all is forgiven. Even if it was done intentionally, unintentionally, whatever the case may be, I understand I want. I just want you to be happy, and I want you to enjoy your family, but not at the expense of you being, you know, not taken care of, and you know, in the manner that I feel that you deserve. So a couple times you saw me act crazy <laughs> when you weren't being taken care of. Just understand, man, it comes from love. <laughs> it comes from love. <laughs> but I do want to say that um, I have been working on that. That way, we can move forward with a really good, loving, genuine mother-daughter relationship and all we're doing is focusing on what we got going on. So that's what I want to share. What do you need? Okay, that was the question because I was going to ask. The question is like, to get to the next level in y'all relationship, what what do you need from your mom? Oh, yeah, that was the oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, <there we> question. <laughs> this also has more so to do with me. My mama. But um, I mean, I, I think I've worked on it. But for like a long time, I had to work on trusting. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and I know where it came from, not being able to tell her everything when I was younger. Um, it was from like this whole situation when we were like seven years old. And um, my aunt had like told everyone that my uncle had touched me when that had never been the case. She didn't turn on any lights. She didn't tell her what was going on. She just told Brandon to get away from me. From a, cause some man that she knew had, that was there had said, ooh, y'all gonna get in trouble. And like told her something that was a complete lie. There was a dog on my lap named Gucci. Little Chihuahua named Gucci was sitting on my lap. Gucci Wawa, and the, the dog named Gucci, who was sitting on my lap, and me and Brandon have always loved dogs. That's a severe dogs. accusation. Yes. And so the next morning, we went over to our, our uh, big daddy's house, who's like our, uh, who's the father of our godmother. Mm-hmm. Um, that that was the spot everyone would meet up at. And uh, on my mom's side, it's like mostly women, so it's only women there. And then it was like me and Brady, we were like seven years old. And so we was eating pizza. I didn't even get to take a bite of my pizza, first of all. And they had asked me to come up to them after they were talking about something. Me and Brady knew what was going on. Um, and uh, they had asked me, did he touch you? I said, no. And they kept asking me, I was like, no. I told them the story of what happened but they didn't believe me. And then I got on the phone with my mom and my dad and my mom was yelling at me. And I'm like, it didn't happen, nothing happened. Like, it's Brayden, what do you mean? You know who this is. It's Brayden, he would never do that. And at that time, Brayden didn't talk. He was mute. 
Uh, so it's not like we're seven. What can we do to really defend ourselves? And they're not believing us at seven. So it was like from that moment on, it's just like, I trust any of them. I don't trust any of them. If you can't trust my word at seven, what makes me think I'm, you're going to trust me and my word at 12, 15? So um, I, I never really brought it up. Um, but like me and Brandon talk about it sometimes. It's just like, dang, we never got a sorry. We never got like a resolve of the situation. It's just a sorry from who? Just like everyone, is, it was like everyone in the situation. I mean, D, who really brought brought it up, uh, you, who didn't believe us, Sister Lowe, who didn't believe us, Granny, who had came over. I mean, so you have to understand that when an adult says something, and they're saying they saw something. Nine times out of ten, they the world is gonna probably believe what the adult says that they saw. And then children who are young and experienced or impressionable may not really understand or comprehend what is technically going on. That was the understanding within the family dynamic and what was going on in the situation. Nobody is sitting here saying that y'all was a liar. This is just what we believed to have happened because we had an adult say they saw or witnessed something. So carrying around, and I'm understanding what you're saying, but it's, it's more so, I think, understanding needs needs to happen a little bit more so than angry that no one believes you. Imagine, you know, there's a lot of children that has been in that situation. They, they will say something and the parents don't believe them. But we we believe in y'all. Like, we're believing, like, this is happening and this is what went down and now we're about to react. So, granted... I mean, it it happened, and I don't I don't know what else to say to that. So if 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 y'all are saying, if you are saying you have to be understanding about the circumstances and the way the information was presented, now that you're mature, can y'all also understand why now she's saying, can I have some kind of closure or resolve to the situation because it's impacting me so we can move forward. Yeah. I understand that. So what What are any... And to lean more into that, um, and it doesn't have to be specific to that situation, do either of you have any real specific regrets that you have of things that have happened in your relationship that if you could do it all over again, you wish you could have a magic wand and change that particular moment? Well, for me, it would probably go back to the, um, but when um, Deja was talking about when she used to cut herself when she was younger, um, I wish I had the, the tools to have been more of a, a nurturing, softer mm-hmm. human being. Not just a mother, but human being, because I was like that to every single person. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm wishing that I was a little bit more softer and more um, compassionate, compassionate mm-hmm. with that that whole situation. So that's when I will I would wave a magic wands. Um, that's the number one. And there was a couple of things, but it's not. It's it's. it's... <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Do you have any any wand moments? Uh, yeah, it's not like a specific like situation, but of course. When we grow up, we wish we were like more understanding children towards our parents. Of course, 
we're not gonna understand mm -hmm. as a kid. But you understand as you get yeah, older. Yeah, you understand as you get older. So like, I do wish I had been more understanding of adults and, 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 and my mom growing up. But again, you know, you're nine years old. What, what do you know about being, being adult and, 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 and trauma and stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, it seems like y'all have had some new resolve here today, mm -hmm. which is a good thing. So we're just gonna close out with the best thing that you could do. Tell your mama you love her and tell your baby you love her. I love you, Daisy Daisy. I love you too, mama. Oh, <laughs> I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Terrible. Look, now I feel like I'm the host of Tracy Zamika. But this has been Tracy Zamika with Tamika Newhouse, Deja Newhouse, and Auntie Kim. And we will see y'all next time. Brown girl, you Bye. are so beautiful to me.